For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! It is a truth-telling Tuesday here on Birds 365. You're Mac and Mac guys, John McMullen and Jody McDonald. Uh, Johnny Mac, I got excited yesterday. I think I saw it on a tweet, and it said, Eagle sign. And I was thinking it was going to be James Bradbury. And I was, all right, and we'll be talking about on Birds 365 tomorrow. No, they signed one of their practice squad guys from uh, – that they brought in. Uh, hopefully, he's a practice squad guy. Tryout camp guys that they had in last week as a rookie as uh, rookies. Uh, good for Carrick uh, Wheatball. Wheatball. Yeah, I like the name Carrick Wheatball. I said that uh, it's one of the things I tweeted during rookie mini camp. So I don't know if he can play, <laughs> but I enjoy the name Carrick Wheatball. So. Yeah, I mean, what happens, a uh, bunch of uh, tryout players signed around the NFL. You know, I joke, I don't know how you judge these guys anymore because right. you do so so little uh, in these camps. But, you know, probably showed off a little athleticism um, and he's got some size, six foot two. You know, it's always a good sort of carrot to dangle. Uh, for tryout players that say, you know, if you do things the right way, we'll give you an opportunity, things like that. But I wouldn't expect her wheat ball to be a uh, a meaningful contributor uh, this fall. <laughs> two, two, two things on Carrick. I can actually speak to him a little bit because, you know, yours truly works uh, Saturday nights. On hey, CBS you're President of State Beat guy, huh? Oh, yeah, because uh, I think I've mentioned this here on Birds 365 before. I like their quarterback, uh, Fresno State's quarterback, kid by the name of Jake Hayner, who started in Washington, transferred to Fresno State, had good seasons with Fresno State, 
the coach of Fresno State actually got hired to be the Washington coach this offseason. He was going to transfer to Washington to stick with his coach and go back where he actually started his college career and then said, no, nah, you know, I'll just stay at Fresno State. He decided to back out of the transfer portal. Um, but I really like the kid. I had him on a couple of times watching late night games while I'm on the air till 2 a.m. I think he's got nerve. I think he's got moxie. He's got a kind of a funky delivery, but gets the ball out in a hurry. Uh, so I watch a bunch of Fresno State games this year, so I can actually speak to Carrick. He's he's got size, and he's got the ability to get behind defenders. He's got some speed. Yeah, he's uh, you know I'm a baseball guy. Uh, spring training every year they start with extra pitchers and catchers. Yeah, it's kind of like that with football. You want the quarterbacks to get in as many throws as they can, so you need a couple extra wide receivers. I don't know if he's going to make even the practice squad with this team, but if he comes in and just wows them, your point about how much of an opportunity do they really get a chance to showcase themselves is unfortunately on point, but you never know. Good for the kid. I uh, I'll be rooting for him. I think I'm kind of rooting upstream, but that's okay. Give the kid a chance. Let him come into camp and show, uh, you know, I kind of poke fun at Zach Pascal because he's the teacher's pet. Um, and mm-hmm. he'll be here. He's not going anywhere. He's going to get. <laughs> he's going to get a roster spot over Carrick. But I'll, there's a guy I can root for to make the practice squad. Now you're right, by the way. In you know when you talk about uh, bodies in training camp, even more so than OTAs, obviously, because you're not doing a ton of stuff. The most bodies you always bring in are defensive backs and receivers because. Those are the guys that, you know, Doug Peterson used to call them thoroughbreds. Those are the guys that they got to be right to be playing at an optimal level. So, you know, a lot of soft tissue injuries. The last thing you want is somebody tweaking a hamstring, then going out there trying to play through it. And then, a you know, a, a week, 10-day injury turns into a two-month injury. So um, anytime – there's anything wrong with those guys in training camp. They just shut them down. And to do that, you need bodies. Um, And the Eagles have a lot of bodies at wide receiver, a lot of bodies at defensive back. And that's by design. You need them. Uh, You need them at those particular positions to get through practice. And we are still weeks away from the opening of uh, training camp. Um, And the quarterbacks need to get their work. And that's why the wide receivers are there. I want to touch on the quarterback here in town. And of course that's Jalen hurts. Uh, our buddy, Joe Santa Liquido who was on with us last week, right? Didn't we have Joe on last yeah. week? I didn't uh, think it was we've had time. audio Joe cause he couldn't. Oh, that's right. He had the uh, computer problems. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. Joe was on with us last week. Uh, he did a hit for uh, bleeding green nation. Our buddy, Brantley Gouton site uh, this past week. And uh, he and everybody's looking at the Eagles schedule and in different ways and forms and the like. He went down the compared the two quarterbacks in each game matchup between the Eagles and their uh, opponents upcoming this year. Um, So you've got 17 regular season games, three quarterbacks of which, you know, you're going to face twice Giants, Commanders, or as Glenn McNeil likes to call them, the commies. Uh, (laughs) And the Dallas Cowboys. How many out of the 17 games, if you did or didn't see this, or if you don't remember, don't have it in front of you right now, Johnny Mack, how many of the 17 games do you think Joseph Liquido said the Eagles have the advantage before the ball is ever snapped 
at the quarterback position coming into that game. Well, I, I didn't see Joe's piece, so I'm just looking at the schedule here. So I'll do it real quick. Uh, Detroit, I would say, yes, they have the advantage. Uh, Minnesota, no. Washington, we know it's Joe, so he's going yes there. Jacksonville, I would say not long term, but right now, yes. Arizona, no. Dallas, no. Uh, Pittsburgh, yes. Houston, yes. And by yes, I mean have the better option. Washington, yes. Indianapolis, no. Green Bay, no. Tennessee, I'm going to say he gave it a yes, even though you could argue that, and I would argue it. Uh, Giants, uh, he would give a yes. Bears, a yes. Cowboys, again, no. Saints, I'm going to say he would say the Eagles are better. I would, I wouldn't be so sure. And then the Giants would be a yes. That would be my guesses. No, you quick. did a good job. I hope you were adding up. Did you do the little? Uh, I did not. I did not add. Uh, so I'll do it real quick. Real quick, so, do it for me. Yeah, Minnesota would be better. So I'll do the ones that would be better. Uh, Minnesota, Arizona, Dallas, um, Indianapolis, Green Bay, Dallas. So that would be six, right? Yeah. But, I mean, I would argue more. I would argue Tennessee. Right. Saints six, might have a better. Right. Six out of 17 would uh, be the way that you thought that Joe was going to. Yeah. Um, so that means 11 of the 17, he would give the Eagles an advantage at the quarterback position, if my math is correct. Correct. And Joe we got to be careful with 17, 18. Five. 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 five That's it. Five that the Eagles are better in coming into the game. Wow. Yeah, he was hard. I thought he was going to be too easy. Now he was hard. Two of two of the five is one quarterback, and that would be Daniel Jones of the Giants. Uh, is the only yeah, in-division quarterback that he that. Now, I agree with him. You know, I, I assume he went with Jacksonville because of Trevor Lawrence. That That is one of his five as well. Correct. Uh, I assume he went with Tennessee. Nope. Uh, no, nope. He's, wow, he gives he gives Ryan Tannehill the nod over Jalen Hurts. Wow, now that's that stuns me. I assume he went New Orleans. Uh, nope. Wow. All right, you got to give me this, Jody. His, I'm his five were Daniel Jones twice, the two second year quarterbacks only because they played like rookies last year, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, and the actual rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett. Those are the only five games that Joe said the Eagles come into the game. He with said an advantage Davis Mills an advantage. He no. gave Davis Mills the nod over Jalen Hurts this yeah, upcoming year. That's harsh. Well, you know, hey, he's a harsh grader. Yeah. Now, I was going back. I, I agree with Tennessee. Like, I think Ryan Tannehill's better right now uh, than Jalen Hurts. I think you can make a strong argument that. New Orleans is better right now if Jameis Winston is healthy. And there's a bunch of caveats. Not massively better, but I don't have a problem with those. Yeah, I mean, Davis Mills, come on. And I, I'm higher on Davis Mills. You're the harsh one. I'm, yeah, I'm higher on I, Davis, I think Mills, Davis than, Mills than you. Davis Mills is woefully, woefully overrated by the people down there in Houston. I, I think he's got a better chance than you. But that that's that's – you know, he's done nothing to the point to prove that he's better than Jalen Hurts. 
even pedigree wise. I mean, J- Jalen was a second round pick. Davis was a third, I think. Right. Yep. I have to double check. Um, yeah, I don't get that one. That's the one that specifically would jump out at me and say, um, "Come on, I'm going to give I'm going to give Joe a come on with Davis Mills." Come, come on. Um, here's my take, just for for what it's worth. And you, when you went through them, you were projecting what you thought Joe did, not what you would do. You said a couple times, I might argue that, but um, I'll ask you to follow me and, and give me your list. Better quarterback, and that's what they've accomplished and projecting what they're going to be this year. For me, I would rank uh, Jalen Hurts ahead of Jared Goff. I know Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl. Jared Goff was terrible last year. Terrible. And I don't know why I should expect him to be better this year. So that's one I disagree on. Although I'm not the biggest Kurt Cousin fan. You have to give Cousins his props. He's got yeah. better receivers. Yeah. He's just uh, I'm not a huge fan of Cousins, but he's better than Hurts. Nobody at is, this but time. he's better. I always my you know my definition of Kurt Cousins. He's probably better than your quarterback. <laughs> that's that's I, the case here. And I think that's the case. I'm taking Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz. I know yeah, Carson I'm... Wentz had a couple of statistical categories, which looked okay last year. He appled up at the end of the season. I'm sorry. Right now, I got a choice between those two guys. I'm taking Jalen Hurts tw- uh, every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Well, that and that's because it was Joe. I assumed he would go Jalen Hurts there. but No, uh, he went Wentz. Yeah. I'm so- hey, man. Ob- objectivity. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Look, if Carson Wentz can play well for short periods, uh, can look better for a short stint, uh, that wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, I mean, if you ask me who's the better quarterback right now, I would say it's it's Jalen Hurts over that, Carson Wentz. That wouldn't surprise me. We agree mm-hmm. on Lawrence. Uh, Kyler Murray gets denied. Dak both times. We agreed on Kenny Pickett. You got to give the nod to the third-year quarterback rather than the first. Davis Mills, we discussed. I'm taking Jalen. It's not even a debate. Ryan, you got to go. Rodgers, you got to go. Yeah, I'm taking him over Tannehill. Tannehill started to show remnants of Miami again last year. And who's got – this was real simple for me. Who get, who's who got A.J. Brown? Tannehill had him last year. Hurts has him this year. Going into this game, who do I think has an advantage of quarterback? The guy who's going to be throwing the ball to A.J. Brown. I take Hurts. He took Tannehill. Um, you got uh, Jones twice, Fields, and uh, Jameis. Uh, you're right. And that's a late-in-the-season game. If Jameis is still standing, I'll give him the nod. But if I had to bet my own money right now, will Jameis still be playing by that week in the season? The answer is no. So it may end up being uh, Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, Versus uh, Jalen Hurts at that yeah, time. Joe, but... Joe was harsh. I'm surprised how harsh. I, You know, here's the issue with me, Jody. I start looking at, because I think it's more important, the projection than anything else. You know, some of these other teams, you know, long term, is he better than Trevor Lawrence? Would I rather have him? No. No. Uh, long term, Kenny Pickett. I don't know. You have to argue that. That's a legitimate argument. Davis Mills, I would argue I'd still go Jalen Hurts, even though I, I'll give him a little bit more oomph than you. J- uh, Justin Fields, hey, I've said it from last year. They better hope Justin Fields doesn't turn anything into anything. And by the way, 
the Bears are helping them in that estimation because they don't seem to be doing a damn thing to help Justin Fields. But they better hope he's got a bigger long-term upside because if that guy turns into a star, that's going to be a story two years down the road. Um, Talent-wise, I got to go Justin Fields. I mean, got to be honest. You know know how big a Justin Fields fan I am. Um, uh, I really like the kid and think he's got a chance to be a star. If they give, ever give him any weapons, not improved weapons, any at all, because right now the Bears have none, zero. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has so much more at his disposal than Jalen than uh, uh, Fields does. It's not even worth commenting on. Uh, so that is one of the reasons why I would give Jalen the uh, nod there. But I like you think that uh, you got to give uh, props to. Uh, what they're going to be able to do this year. And I don't think Jalen, Justin Fields is going to be able to do much of anything because I don't like the Bears team at all. Well, I'm surprised. I'm still surprised Joe went Carson Wentz twice over Jalen Hurts. I'm surprised. People surprise you. People surprise you, Jody. Every once in a while. We'll find out if our first guest surprises us. Um, A guy who I knew at WIP worked uh, before him, after him uh, for years. Uh, He's still in the broadcast business doing a – Eagles podcast these days. John Barchard is going to hop aboard with us. Uh, don't see him in the green room yet, but he's scheduled to hop aboard here. Hopefully he is able to do just that. Uh, we're going to get John Barchard up in hour number one and Les Bowen up in hour number two. Uh, got plenty to kick around over the next hour and change. We appreciate you streaming in right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel to Birds 365. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? (laughs) Yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up! She did it. 
again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Got your Mag and Mag guys here on Birds 365, a Tuesday get together. I'm waiting on John Barchard. Uh, yeah, Tone, if you can hear me, uh, John didn't get the link. Um, so I told him to check his spam. So we're doing things on the fly, Jay. Gotcha. We've, we've had some spam issues for whatever reason. It seems like uh, links have been going to spam. Hopefully we get uh, John Barchard up here in just a couple minutes. Uh, when we were running down Joe Santa Liquido's matchup, um, as far as quarterbacks go, one of the ones will always grab people's attention, and it did to some of our streamers here uh, on our show, uh, the Carson Wentz comparison because that's who replaced Carson Wentz, and we know uh, the entire backstory of Carson Wentz, what he did, how it ended, everything else. Um, Glenn Macnow and I discussed this Sunday on WIP, and Ruben Frank commented on it in his uh, uh, column on NBC Sports uh, Philadelphia over the weekend. What kind of um, response Carson Wentz is going to get when he comes back here to Philadelphia in uh, week number 10, I believe it is, uh, what uh, will Eagle fans do when Carson Wentz takes the field for the first time? People have divergent ideas about how the Eagle fans will react. And on that given Sunday, there'll be 60,000 plus in there and it'll come down to them. Everybody can have an opinion on it. Um, what do you think the reaction to Carson's going to be when he comes back? Um, I, I think it's going to be fine. I don't, I don't, I think he's going to be very warmly received, uh, before the game. And once it's kickoff, I think, uh, everything turns, but I think Philadelphia fans have proven to be, uh, uh, understanding, um, before I, more than the national reputation, when guys come back, they cheer them. Um, now when the game starts, that's going to be changed. Now I will admit Carson's a little bit different because of the angst, but I do think they are going to cheer him pregame. Um, and then when the game starts, they're going to be, uh, pretty merciful. <laughs> you know, they're, they're going to be, they're not going to have much, not much mercy during this during the game, Jody. But I think pregame, I think it's going to be fun. Okay. Uh, I'll give you my opinion on that in a second. I, uh, I'm told we're ready to punch up our first guest. I see him in the green room. He's straightening out his camera, as a matter of fact. Uh, let's see if we can get John Barchard up here. He's checking in from outside. Wait, is this your yeah. backyard, Barchard? Oh man, no, we're we're having we're having breakfast this morning. So Wow, I, wow. What well now I'm really impressed. You stopped <laughs> 
you're in breakfast uh, to visit with me and Jody. Yeah, I, I figured you guys want to want a little atmosphere for uh, for this morning. I'm, thanks for having me on, fellas. It's really great to uh, see you again and talk to you. And uh, Jody, it was great to hear uh, you and Glenn uh, this weekend yeah, as well. How about that? Thank oh. you, buddy. Uh, yeah. So let's jump into it. I need your opinion. John gave his. I'll give mine after yours. Week ten, Washington Commanders come to Philadelphia. Carson Wentz, Wentz, his return to the city of brotherly love. Will love be shown by the crowd when he comes out onto the field? Not even one percent. All right. Not I'm even. Right. I, I'm. I'm. I'm more. It's interesting because obviously Philadelphia fans tend to have this complex that people are always against them. Uh, I think they're going to be fine pregame. Now, in-game, I think they're going to be vicious. But I don't think there's a problem in-game. Uh, I think pregame is going to be fine. I'm So I'm wrong, John. It wouldn't be the first time. I will say that. Johnny uh, B., I am with you. Uh, what I said to Glenn on Sunday was, if you needed to break it down percentage-wise, for me, it's about 90% booze, 10% cheers. Yeah. The booze will well drown out any cheers that Carson Wentz gets. And this is something I do have 30 years of history on. Because I remember, I specifically went down, got there early enough to see when he came out on the field. There were more booze than cheers for Reggie White. <laughs> All-time great, Hall of Famer, Eagles never gave an offer to be to stay a Philadelphia Eagle. Norman Brayman kissed him goodbye as he went out the door. He put on another team's uniform. There were more boos than cheers. And I think it's a bad rap that Philadelphia, oh, they boo that. Yeah, they do. That's what they do. That's what everybody should do. Guy leaves, goes to another team, makes the decision to go elsewhere. I thought Reddy was going to be the exception to the rule because he didn't really even have a chance to decide to stay. No, Carson forced his way out of town. He should be booed from the minute his, his uh, uniform comes out onto the field. And I think Eagle fans will do just that. They yeah, will by the him. way, I want to, you guys have talked me into it. I've evolved. I was, you know, I was, you know, I was trying to get John up and trying to figure out and get him on the show. And then I'm starting to think about people coming back afterwards, non-players like Doug Peterson, I think will be cheered. Um, but yeah, you're probably right now that I think about it. This is like Ben Simmons coming back to yeah. in, in, in his career. So, yeah, I was thinking more of the evolution because I think the fan base has evolved when it comes to older players coming back. Like, if Carson comes back after he's retired, I think there will be cheers. Um, only, in game against a division rival, yeah, I'm probably the, wrong on that one. I was just saying, the only way that I think me and Jody are wrong is if we get it, if we, at week three, when everyone goes down there and takes over FedEx Field, Maybe we get it out then enough where there's not as much of a boo. But, man, if if they end up kicking their butt week three, that's all they think going to be worse, Jody. <laughs> when he comes home on a Monday night game after everyone's been loaded up, oh, my goodness. So. Well, honestly, the bigger issue is he even going to be there on the Monday night. Right. Is he going to be playing? We is can't is pushing you know, it. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the bigger – that's probably the bigger issue. Yeah. Um, as a whole, though, John um, – you know, want to get your thoughts. Obviously, we haven't seen you in a while. Uh, the expectations of this team after the draft, because I got a distinct sort of two camps before the draft. Everyone was like, I say it all the time. Jody knows we're not ready. We're not ready to do this. We're not ready to do this, blah, blah, blah. Now, after the draft and after Jordan Davis and A.J. Brown, 
everybody's like, let's go, let's go. This is going to be, this is going to be a really good football team. Where are you and where are your listeners in that sort of pre-draft, post-draft expectation? Yeah, oh, and you said it, man. I think every the AJ Brown trade really did change pretty much everyone's expectations and feelings. Uh, for the most part, you know, I would say that that's kind of put everybody into a stratosphere. Now, the most common phrase you probably guys hear right after this, like, yeah, but what about the quarterback? And it's hard to tangibly say anything about Jalen Hurts. And yeah, the Tom House stuff, I know we're, he's all working hard and I have a lot of faith that he'll get there. I just don't think a lot of this fan base does. Obviously, he's a really hard worker. The, the, the you know, everybody wants him to succeed. Um, so I, I, I think it kind of, puts everybody it's still in a little bit of a predicament around that 9-10 win total but I think this team because of the schedule the way it's laid out could easily see them with 11 games uh, if everything goes right if everyone stays healthy and this is a, a really good run like this is an NFC championship type of schedule I'm not, I don't know if they can get there and I don't know how much Howie Roseman really values this season and kind of pushing some of those picks in but Something that we've kind of theorized a little bit is just, listen, if this team is is really hot to start and they could be 3-1, and 4-0 and with, with, that, with that schedule going into Arizona, um, maybe it's a lot like Carson Wentz uh, going to that Thursday night game of the Carolina Panthers during that Super Bowl run. That's kind of what Arizona looks like with Jalen Hurts this time around. And if you're 4-1, and 5-0, and are you really not going to push your chips in the middle at a chance to go on a run in the NFC? While most of the quarterbacks you're going to face are in the AFC, you're avoiding pretty much every single one of them this year. And I think what the most uh, who's the who's the best quarterback that they're playing this year, guys? I can't even remember. But it's it's Aaron uh, Rodgers. But after Rogers, that, yeah, he's yeah, pretty good. There's a there's a deep drop off after Aaron Rodgers. Then you have an argument: Is it Kyler Murray? Is it Dak Prescott? Is it Matt Ryan? Is it Kirk Cousins? He got a deep drop after after Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So I, I, I just think it's uh, it's a schedule that's worth pushing in the, your chips in the middle for if everything ends up going right in the first part of it. And I wouldn't I don't think Howie Roseman thinks twice about it. I really do believe unless there's a massive failure on Jalen Hurts's part that they're going to invest all these picks into players and not quarterbacks. All right. Interesting way you look at it, John. You're saying that. They could be three and one, shoot maybe before. No, we've said the same thing here on Birds 365. The easy early schedule is something the Eagles must take an advantage of. If they do, um, and you say Howie Roseman reevaluates and goes, damn, yeah, we can win this division. We can make hay in the end. Let me look to upgrade the team on the fly in season prior to the trade deadline, which I don't have in front of me, but usually is around week six or week seven. So four or five weeks in, you're looking to improve the team, maybe willing to give up future draft capital to do so. What position most likely are they going to be looking upgrade? Pass rusher. <laughs> pass rusher, pass rusher, pass rusher. And that's what you're kind of hoping, like maybe one of these top-tier teams that are going in, you know. Uh, the Rams, I, I don't I, – they're fantastic. They won the Super Bowl, the whole story. It's great. Are they really going to be able to go back there this year? Are the Cardinals going to be able to hang – Broncos just got Russell Wilson. The AFC West is completely stacked. One of those teams aren't going to make it, you know. So if if something falters and you're sitting there and Jody, by weeks week seven, so you're going to have plenty of time to evaluate right before the trade deadline. So, you know, I I think if if a contender that we think is in the air is shaking loose and they have a premier pass rusher, that's what I would probably. 
probably go after here. John, uh, here's where I'll play devil's advocate with you. If you're needing a pass rusher at the trade deadline, another one, well, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that Asan Reddick and Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham have worked out all that well. And right now in the offseason, that looks like the strength of the team, the front seven versus the secondary, uh, where you have massive holes at corner and safety. Um that wouldn't be a good sign to me if the Eagles were were desperate for a pass rusher at the trade deadline. Well, it's not a good sign to me when you re-sign Derek Barnett either. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I I get that. Um, yeah, you, and you're probably right. I, I well, what? This is what I don't under. What are you doing with Brandon Graham in this supposedly new look defense? You know, that's a, that's another part of that I don't. I, I still haven't wrapped my head around. Like, is he going to be? Is he going to be more Hassan Reddick this year than he has been Brandon Graham in the past? And Maybe go to some of the old Chip Kelly days where he was playing stand-up linebacker for a few of them or drop him back in coverage. I, I mean, I doubt they have him do that, but I still think that there's this isn't really completely shaped into what, uh, you know, uh, Jonathan Gannon was. And uh, to, uh, I think, everyone's credit uh, here on uh, 365, you guys have pretty much mentioned that too. Like, we're, we're not exactly sure what's going to happen with Fletcher Cox or Hargrave or anything like that after this year either. So, um yeah, I, 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 as much as they've invested in Hassan and all those other guys, I still think there might, there's still some holes in pass rusher. <laughs> I, I like your line of logic about the Eagles being aggressive at the trade deadline, off to a good start. That'll be a good thing. You can find ways to win games, but also acknowledge, yeah, we're not as good in this area. We're lucky we didn't get beat because we have a weakness in this area. Oh, no, John's right. It's the defensive backfield, more so the pass rush. And I'm not sure that pass rush is going to be great. And you and I are on the same page. Why is Derek Barnett here? I uh, don't quite understand that. But it's it's cornerback. They need an upgraded cornerback. And, yeah, maybe one of these undrafted free agent guys come in and look good the first three weeks playing. I doubt it. They need to improve that now, John. They need to go out and get James Bradbury now. Because if you wait till in season to make a trade, you got to give up one of those draft picks that Howie Roseman loves to covet. You don't have to give up anything other than money to get James Bradbury. Get it done and get it done now and we don't have to worry about, ooh, do we push our chips into the table before the draft day trade, trade the draft day deadline. Okay, take uh, tell your producers just to cut that, put it on Twitter, at Eagles, because that's exactly how I feel. I don't... Can anyone explain why there's not is the is the market softer for James Bradbury than we actually think or something like I don't understand that at all. Does anybody have a, a, any opinion? Well, if the timing, you know, I think the timing hurts Bradbury. Obviously, yeah. everybody has their sort of off season, which is inflated at ninety players. So you've already budgeted. If it were the start of of free agency and and the Giants put Bradbury out there right away, I think he's a ten million a year player. And yeah. I think that's how he feels. So he's sitting out there. I that's where it starts. I imagine for James Bradbury in this camp is 10 million a year. Um, and that's difficult to fit into your budget at this particular point. Now, I think ultimately there's going to be enough teams, Kansas city, I've heard Las Vegas, Indianapolis Eagles. Somebody's going to go there. I don't yeah. think it's going to be the Eagles. The Eagles, you know, John, they're very disciplined. If they can get them at one year, $8 million, say, hey, you can be a starter 
like Steve Nelson, I said, much better player than Steve Nelson. But what the Eagles offered Steve Nelson was, you're the starting cornerback. You have an opportunity to make some plays opposite Darius Slay. You can get right back into free agency. And he got a nice little deal with Houston. Same thing with Bradbury. He can start from day one. He's going to get plenty of opportunities because people don't want to throw the football at Darius. He's going to yell at me for calling him Darius. But um, (laughs) they don't want to throw the football that way. So he's going to have a chance to make some plays. He's still a good player. He's right back on the free agent market. Maybe gets $13 next year. That's what I think is the Eagles selling point with, with James Bradbury. Can you imagine all this uh, discipline waiting? They get him for $8 million. That would make a lot of Eagles fans happy uh, for, for sure. And the other thing I was wondering, what do you guys think about the Jesse Bates situation? In, in- oh, yeah, I was going to bring up Jesse Bates. Now, that that is a splash move. Now, hey, Jody knows. I laugh at Cincinnati all the time. One of the great, amazing things, I, I don't think people realize how unbelievable it is that the Cincinnati Bengals, with their budget, the way they run their organization, they made the Super Bowl. It is one of the great miracles of life. And they're haggling with their, you know, one of their best defensive players because they don't want to pay him. Could the Eagles swoop in? Now, that's a total difference maker. Right. Hold on. Who's the better DB? Jesse Bates or James Bradbury? Jesse Bates. I'll give you that for sure. Um, Which position has higher value around the league, cornerback or safety? Uh, Yeah. I would close. Come on. It's it's cornerback. You know it's cornerback. I know it's cornerback. Everybody knows it's cornerback. Most importantly, Howie Roseman knows it's cornerback. I'm not talking about the way the Eagles. I'm talking about how the league values, and that can easily be researched, who gets paid more, corners or safeties? Yeah. Corners do. So that, that ends the conversation. The Eagles are going to set the, the, the market on paying a safety and have to give up draft capital to be able to get this guy? No chance, no shot. There's no way. You, you talk about Howie Roseman being Make patient, a splash, And the Eagles don't overpay or whatever. Uh, no. What the Eagles won't be doing is overpaying for a safety, both in salary and in draft compensation, just to trade for him and get him. No, they got they would be better advised, and there's a much better chance they go get a James Bradbury because it's a one-year commitment at less money than you're gonna have to pay Jesse Bates to play safety. That's much more up Howie Roseman's sleeve than cutting a deal with the Cincinnati Bengals. Not happening. Well, I can't I can't really argue too much with Jody on that one in terms of oh uh, yeah, but I would I would the only thing I would say is that Darius Slay is is one of a kind for now. You can deal with Bates, and you probably have to go get two corners no matter what. Anyway, I, I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do, but you have a pretty good mix of just like okay, Slay can can go all over the map with wide receiver one. Even if it ends up being Tay Gowan at CB2 and you have Jesse Bates behind him, you can run some form of confusing zone coverage that I'm sure Jonathan Gannon would love to do anyway. But Jody's probably right realistically. Like, they already did that same thing with A.J. Brown. I don't think they're going to do that with with a safety they don't value. So uh, I still want it to happen despite uh, Jody's uh, pessimism. Oh, yeah. Usually I'm the one who doesn't bring up the pie in the sky stuff. And I'm I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just – Maybe it's because John is poo-pooing the the Bradbury thing, which I think 
is smarter and more of a necessity. You want to throw cold water on the Eagles potentially doing something. We have enough history of them not paying a position that they're one of the teams that bow to the author of, well, but the league doesn't value this position. Safety is one of them. And I don't see the Eagles uh, looking to pay uh, top of the market money for a safety and the safety you got to trade for. I just don't see it happening. Well, I'm going to give the fans a little hope and, and I'll throw this to John as well. They were going to pay Marcus Williams. They just, you know, Baltimore went a little bit past where they wanted to go, but they were willing to go over 10 million a year for Marcus Williams to play safety, which is not traditionally what this team would do. So, there's a little bit of a door open, and I would argue Jesse Bates' different type of safety, but is a better safety than Marcus Williams. Now, you do have to give up, as you mentioned, draft capital as well, uh, so it's significant from that standpoint. By no stretch of the imagination am I saying this is likely, but because of how cheap the Bengals are, because the Eagles proved that if they like a player, they'll go all in, John Barshard. They will go all in. Does that give you any hope? No I mean, ankling of hope, <laughs> especially when the uh, the uh, people that paid uh, Marcus uh, drafted Kyle Hamilton and then put a green helmet on his sticker. Like it was so weird. I don't know what they're doing. So maybe I I think there might be. They have to be doing something. They're not sitting on their hands going like, "Yeah, let's go to yeah, play." And, and that's probably what they're doing. The, the third Baltimore safety, Philadelphia native Chuck Clark. That's probably what they're doing. Right, and they but, did ask about Clark on on draft night as well. Yeah, let's get to some of the cold hard numbers though. Bates is uh, refusing to play on the tender, right? And the contract tender for a safety is almost thirteen million dollars, twelve point nine million dollars. So the Eagles would a have to give Cincinnati something they'd accept to take the player, and then go above and beyond thirteen million. And you're telling me, oh, they might have gotten 10, up to 10 with Marcus Williams. There's no way the Eagles are getting into the neighborhood of what Jesse Bates is going to want to get paid. I actually think the numbers would be okay, Jody, just because maybe I'm wrong here, and please correct me, but it feels as though the cap is going to go up almost 50 to $60 million over the next two years. So I would actually advise everyone that if you're going to pay a safety, if you're going to pay a wide receiver, if you're going to pay a corner long-term, do it now because the market in the next two years is going to be extraordinary. So if you can land a long-term deal with Bates now, it's going to look pretty significantly happy, just like I'm sure that $16.8 million per year with A.J. Brown's contract is going to look that just as nice, too, in a couple of years when that's already done. But, but I'm yeah, so there's I, w- I would still say it probably doesn't happen. I think Jody's right, but uh, I am, uh, I'm more on the uh, let's, let's have some silver lining with John McMullen. Yeah, that's <laughs> rare. That I'm the optimistic one. I'm usually the (laughs) pessimistic one. And by the way, I mean, this is not going to happen. So I'm just doing this for for talk show Potter. But I will say this, and to Jody's point, generally when people don't want to play for the franchise tag, it's about one year, right? They want two years. They want three years. They want guaranteed money. So it's not necessarily the average annual value of I got to have over 13 million. It's about, I want 30 million guaranteed over. I want 30 million guaranteed over three years. You might be able to get a better deal than than the franchise tag. And the rare fact of Cincinnati, and they always 
joke at it from a scouting perspective. Jody knows this. I, you know, before all the upheaval, John, in the Eagles scouting department, it was 21 deep. Uh, Cincinnati's was five deep. Um, Duke Tobin and basically a bunch of interns, and they made the Super Bowl. So it's a rare advantage to take advantage of a team that is not willing to spend money. It doesn't come around that often. That's why I leave the door open just a sliver, uh, just a sliver. Especially when Howie Roseman can get his uh, name in the headlines with another steal of a deal and uh, do the tour and uh, tell Peter Schrager how much his uh, front office is great and, <laughs> you know, on and on and on there. So, yeah. Now have I, it repeated again and again and again. I, but let me, I'm going to fight this fight again. Give me, <laughs> and I trust, I trust both of you guys to be honest here. If the one-year deal, maybe even it goes to two-year deal. If it's advantageous for the Eagles, a two-year deal with money spread out so you can give them less in the first year, um, but then you have a second year. If he just flat out comes in and stinks, you're going to have to pay a price with dead money in the second year. Oh, by the way, I think the chances of that happening with uh, Bradbury is about 5% out of 100. Um, so you can structure the contract, whichever works uh, well for both parties. What do you think the average annual value is going to be for Bradbury and years and Bates and years? Do you think it's more likely the Eagles are going to get into that not eight, nine, maybe topping out a $10 million Bradbury? Because that's all he's going to get right now. The fact that he didn't sign immediately with a team tells you the market is soft. Uh, sometimes leverage changes and somebody gets hurt and that can change the landscape. But right now you'd probably look at him about a $10 million player. Bates is looking at 15. Which do you think is more likely? The Eagles going to spend 10 million on a quarterback or 15 million on a safety? 10 on a corner. <laughs> oh, yeah. No question about it. But yeah. I will say that potential, if, if Bates were to come here, and again, this is pie in the sky. I freely admit it. I, I don't want everyone to get excited. It's going to be the full blown five year deal with two years on the back end that are completely voidable. It's going to be about what are the first two, three years? What is the guaranteed money? But the average annual value that Jody's talking about, yeah, it's going to explode. It's going to be 15, 16 million, but it's not going to be real. So, you know, how much guaranteed money in the first two, maybe three uh, well, years? Then if you want to talk about the guarantee, Marcus Williams' guarantee was, I have it right here in front of me, 37 million. Do we agree that Bates is going to be more? I, I he'd be in the same range. He would be in the same same range. Remember, he's twenty five, and that's the thing. That's what the AJ Brown's twenty. Yeah, he's twenty five. Marcus Williams is 26, 25, so. 20, 25, 26. That's that's the players the Eagles want to give big money and big years to. Right. Young so the players. guaranteed money for Bates, who is younger certainly than Bradbury, would be thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight, thirty nine million. So guaranteed that, money for. Uh, Bradbury is going to be 10 one year. That's yeah. it, done. Yeah. It's going to be a one year make a deal. Who do you want? You want to uh, lay out 37, 38 million guaranteed or 10 million guaranteed? Well, that's a different discussion. Now, John, John can answer that uh, as well, but I would say I want the better player. To me, Bates is a better player. Yeah, same. I mean, like, I if it's, I mean, we're not Howie Roseman, but I'm, <laughs> I, there's no, there's no question that I'm. I would pay heavily uh, and take the ride with Bates and fig. I mean, we're, when we're, I don't. James Bradbury's 
fine. Like I don't. I, I think he's, he's a good player. Yeah, a little better than Stephen Nelson, but not much better. You know, really? I mean, you think he's I, only a little better than Stephen Nelson? Yeah, I think he's. I, I mean, what was what was Stephen making last year? Five or seven million? So we're, we're um, not even. Not four even. And he, was, he was three million, and oh, I he, think he I, made a couple million. Uh, so I mean, like I don't. I don't even. I don't think he's six million dollars better than 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 Stephen Nelson and and granted like yes they need somebody in there but I I don't I don't think James Bradbury is like the the only the only thing that you have going for you I think if you Jesse Bates is way more important in the long run and I would I would absolutely do that because I view him as AJ Brown on the other side now here's an interesting question I'll leave the last one for me John okay um, would you rather have uh, Bradbury and Chuck Clark than Jesse Bates. Then I think, can you get a both? Then I think you're really cooking with some gas. Yeah, I would. I, I would probably be more comfortable going with Brad that, that scenario. Then, if you can give me, if you can give me a, another safety that's 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 on the market along with uh, Bradbury, that's fine. I think that everybody'd be happy with that. Yeah, but I don't know that the Ravens are going to move Chuck Clark. Makes sense. I proposed that the minute they traded, uh, excuse me, drafted Kyle Hamilton, hey, you can get your hands on Chuck Clark. Uh, but the Ravens have come out and said they have no interest in dealing him. But like John likes to say here on the show, one of his favorite lines and uh, my favorite as well, they're not under oath. They can say whatever they want now, but they can change their mind a little bit later on down the road. Uh, hey, Mr. Marchand, great catching up with you, brother. Where can people listen to the podcast? Uh, just head on over to uh, any social platform, Bell in the Birdman, uh, dot com, uh, or uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Uh, and uh, look forward to talking to you again anytime soon. We'd love to have you guys on the show as well. Done deal. Anytime you need uh, yours truly, at least. McMullen's busy. He works for a living. I just kind of <laughs> hang around the house, watch TV, anytime, and on YouTube John, every once anytime. in a while. Uh, tell uh, Vince Eskimo Quinn we send our regards as well. We will absolutely do that, my friend. Thank you so much, guys. I'll talk to you soon. John Barchard uh, from uh, Bell and the Birdman Eagles podcast joining us here on Birds 365. All right, McMullen and McDonald coming back. Uh, I do want to get in a little bit more about these salaries for defensive backs. Uh, and Barchard isn't as big a Bradbury fan as I am. John isn't as big a Bradbury fan as I am. I think he's a legit top 10 cornerback in the National Football League. I, I'm not big a fan. Do you know how many cornerbacks in the National Football League make over $10 million on an average annual value of their deal? I'll give you that number when we come back here on Birds 365. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank 
At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go, up, up, up. She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Got your Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. Uh, thank John Bartrand for coming aboard. Uh, good man. I forgot uh, good. to ask him what he was having for breakfast, too, Jody. It's a bad job by me. Yeah, he, he did mention breakfast. Yeah. So something was getting cold, unless he was having yeah. cereal. No, I, I feel bad. I feel bad. I'll text him and ask him. You got his yeah. uh, text number? You shoot him a text. I don't have I, his number anymore. Was... I got to get his number. I, I emailed him. Okay, you went email. Show. All right. Speaking of breakfast, I got a question for you, and we'll get back into cornerback salaries. Um, here on Birds 365, yours truly drinks coffee. You drink water. You got your container yeah. there. You're a yeah. uh, hydrated. Coffee uh, messes up my voice at times. I can't, uh, you know, I get all choked up with too much. Do coffee. you have coffee before the show starts? No, after. First thing I do. As soon as I get up there, well, second thing, I take the dog out and I start getting a cup of coffee and the Very curious. Nice. Uh, I can drink it, doesn't have any effect on my voice. Uh, so I drink coffee throughout from the time I get up until I sign off. At some point, yeah, I'll probably finish my coffee here in hour number two of Birds 365. Are you a, uh, uh, a full coffee pot machine guy or are you we a got the guy? double? We got the double machine. Uh, during the week, so it does both. During the week, uh, I'm generally a, a curate guy because I don't have time. On the weekend, a full pot of coffee uh, guy. See, it's funny because in our house, we have both as well. My wife uses the curate. I use the full pot of coffee. I don't. There's just something about the curate that it doesn't taste as good as a brewed pot of coffee. I've gotten upset. I, I love that's one of the great uh, inventions of all time, the Keurig. The Keurig. I'm giving them. It's so convenient. Get them, 
if we can get them as a sponsor, let's get them because I want to give them uh, props. Um, yeah, I love I love the Keurig, and it, you know. But the thing is, Jody, and luckily my wife is very uh, uh, cleanly. She cleans everything to an absurd degree. You got to clean that thing. Uh, I think, you know, you got to clean it pretty consistently, or otherwise you can get, you know, a little downgrade. Uh, well, uh, both. You got to clean your your coffee yeah. maker, your well, pot yeah. maker as well, yeah. and the, the Keurig too. But I think you're right. More people might get a little lazier with the Keurig because they're in convenience mode to begin with. Yeah, and yeah, don't yeah. want to have, actually yeah. have to do any work like cleaning out the Keurig machine. Um, I'm just not... Maybe it's because I've been spoiled by a really good coffee maker for all these years. The reason I bring it up is I didn't know if I was going to make it back for the start of the segment because I, I forgot to turn it back on. Uh, how many do, do you use the um, – you, you said you use it on the weekend. How long does it stay on when you start it, your coffee maker? Um, you mean how long does it stay on after it's done? Yes. It no, after, after you – like. Does it stay on until you turn it off, or is it on a timer? It it's on a timer. It's about, uh, but you can fix the timer. So you could leave it for a half hour. You could change it to an hour. You can change it, whatever you want. If you can do that so. with my machine, I don't know how to do it. So mine is set for two hours. So when I first get up in the morning, make a pot of coffee, ba ba ba, at my first cup. At some point before I get on the air with you, I try and turn it off. And you got to wait 10 seconds before you turn it back on to get back to the full two hours. I forgot to turn it on and off today. So I went uh -huh. upstairs and there's my last cup of coffee sitting there. And it's been cold. It's been Ice waiting, cold. sitting there for yeah. a half an hour. So I had to go quick to the microwave to at least give it some warmth before I came back on the air. That's why I didn't know I was going to make it back in time. I screwed up my coffee today. Yeah, it happens. And okay. that's why I, I go Keurig during the week. I got too much yeah, going Keurig, on. You can't I screw mean, up the timing yeah. of it. You just yeah. whenever you boom, it's done, it's done. Yeah. That is a ba major plus for Keurig. All right, uh, back to Corners quarterbacks, Jody Mack, on his continued mission to get James Bradbury into an Eagle uniform. How many safeties right now? And, John, the point you made about um, the, the average annual value of a contract isn't the be-all, end-all, tell-all because some contracts have years on the back end that they'll probably never see and they're written that way for agents to be able to brag as to how big a yeah. contract they got for their quarterback. So there are two numbers you got to look at, average annual value and also guaranteed money, which we did as well. How many cornerbacks do you think there are in the league that make over average annual value over $10 million a year? Ten. Uh, I'm going to go, that's got to be pretty significant number. I'm going to go 20 or so. Uh, 20, 22 cornerbacks oh, not bad. make a $10 million or more per year. One of which, believe it or not, and this could be one of those quasi misread, not really. And I look at the, 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 uh, numbers of the deal. Ronald Darby is yeah, still a Ronald, $10 million yeah. Ronald, Ronald's only like – Ronald's still not 30, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Ronald's been around, it seems, forever now. A uh, lot of injuries, though. But, yeah, he's really talented, so everyone has always kind of paid him on, on potential. 
more than actually what he's done. But yeah, he got that deal. Um, I think it was thirty million. So I don't know how. I don't know how three it year out. thirty million with almost twenty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, nineteen yeah. five guaranteed. That's a pretty damn good contract. Yeah. You telling me that James Bradbury isn't better than Ronald Darby? Uh, no, I'm not telling you that. He is better. But there's a couple things with corners, and I've said this before. So if you look at that top of that list, I don't know if you have it in front of you, but I'm going to guess I do. James. New, well, I know, new guy at the top, as a matter of well, fact. Well, yeah, I know number one is Jair Alexander. Correct. Uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, but I don't think he's number one for fully guaranteed money. Uh, but he, he's no, number he's one after overall. Um, but, you know, I know Jalen Ramsey's going to be there. I know Marshawn Lattimore's going to be there. I know Xavier Howard's going to be there. I know Denzel Ward's going to be there. Very I know Humphrey, Humphrey's going to be there. I know White's going to be there, Tredavious White. Um, Slay, I should have said Slay. What are What do they all have in common? Press corners press corners that's why you know dave gettleman got a lot of criticism for paying james bradbury what he paid him as his own corner look rasul douglas what kind of year did rasul douglas have last year jody was unbelievable outstanding unbelievable year from a production standpoint and just making plays all over the place and he got a nice little deal I don't know if you can find Rasul, but I know it wasn't anywhere near what Jair Alexander got. I'll tell you that um, on the same team. Um, you know, zone corners don't get paid as much as, as press corners. That's just the way the league works. And you can argue it shouldn't be that way. And I think at times, like Bradbury, if you go back to 2020, yeah, we're at 2020. Right. He's one of the best corners in the league. I agree with you. He was top 10 corner. Um, last year, I don't think he was that high, but I still think he was a good player. I still think he was a very good player on a bad team. So I think that hurt him as well. And I think he's a very good corner. But you don't have to pay zone corners what you what you have to pay press corners. And that's where Gettleman made his mistake. If you don't have to pay somebody something, why are you paying it to him? All right. You got the, do you have the pro football focus cornerback ranking numbers? Uh, um, we did this up. with Bradbury last week, and he was a, still a top 10 ranked zone cornerback, but dropped off a lot in press coverage. But that, I think, has a lot to do with the Giants and the kind of defense they play and the fact that they don't get after the quarterback. Yeah, they're, they're as spent, bad as, yeah, they had a bad bad as the Eagles. It's not getting pressure on the quarterback. Don't get sacks and everything. But the year before, 2020, can you uh, find the breakdowns of rankings of cornerbacks in 2020? Because I know he's a top 10 just overall cornerback. I wonder what the breakout was between press and zone coverage for Bradbury in 2020? Well, all I can tell offhand, he was seventh overall in 2020. Um, they don't so have the breakout for the yeah, previous year. Uh, but that's that's very good. <laughs> and that's an indication that you know he's good in zone coverage. So uh, that's an indication he did a really good job in press as well. 
Um, see, that's that's my point. And I know that he didn't. And again, John and I uh, are, do talk about pro football focus and we have some respect for them. Uh, some people just completely throw their rankings out the window and say they're ludicrous and ridiculous. And why are we paying any attention to this? A lot of times my line of thinking lines up with pro football focus is grades. Every once in a while, there's something that pops up and goes, I go, whoa, 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 whoa. I watch football. There's no way these grades are accurate. That so so you can have some debate as to how uh, accurate Pro Football Focus's grades are all along. I, I think that James Bradbury's a damn good press corner too. He's a better zone coverage corner than a press. It's not like he's horrific at press coverage. I think he's pretty good at. I think he had a, a little bit of a down year and a bad year last year. I think that's uh, kind of an un unfair uh, knock you're throwing on him that he's not a all those other guys that you mentioned. Oh, they're that much better than him in press coverage. The uh, uh, Jalen, uh, the Xavier Moore Howards of the world, the Tredavious Whites of the world, the uh, J.C. Jacksons of the world. They're better, but not that much better than James. Bradbury, well, I would I would say the names that I kind of mentioned, which I think are the best corners in the NFL. I mean, the Ramseys, the Wards, the Humphreys, the Lattimores. Alexander, I think, is tremendous. Um, White and Buffalo, Slay here. Um, you know, but there are other guys. Byron Jones got paid. He's not that good. Bradbury's better than him. Um, Marcus Peters is a big name who makes a lot of plays, but he's sort of in that Trayvon Diggs modes and, and the fact that he gambles a lot. So he makes a lot of plays, but he makes a lot of mistakes. And he's another big name sort of press coverage guy. Um, but, but I do think that that first group, and I, I, I'm probably missing somebody, but Alexander and Green Bay, Ward, Humphrey, Lattimore, these are the names I always talk about. If you Ramsey ask me the best and, corners. And Tredavious White and Xavier Howard. Yeah, those are the best cornerbacks in the league. Bradbury's, Bradbury's a step under them. But he's not like he's the 35th best cornerback in the league. He's a top 10, top 20 quarter. He's arguably a top 10 cornerback. Bottom of the top 10. If he's in the top 10, it's 9 or 10. Because those other guys that you just ran down, yes, would all rate above. They're being paid above. They rate above. And I would rate them above. Uh, he's he's not in, in league. With I, I would have no problem saying he's in the top 20. I would have no problem with that. Um but, you know, then it comes down to what I said about Dave Gettleman and one of the issues. Like, if you don't have to pay Rasul Douglas what you have to pay Jair Alexander, why are you going to pay Rasul Douglas that, you know? And that's that's more of the issue. It's like, it might not even be fair, you know, and, and especially for a team like the Eagles, who we think are going to play a lot of zone coverage. So in theory, okay, you want a zone, you want, I think your, your better argument, Jody, to be honest, this might be the best zone corner in the NFL. And if you're going to play a bunch of zone, why not go get the best zone corner in the NFL? I think that would be my best argument. If, if I'm trying to, to win over Howie Roseman. Um, but it, it, I'm not going to pay a guy I don't have to pay. I'm not going to pay a guy like he's a press corner 
when he's not a press corner is I guess what I'm also trying to say. All right. I don't know this number. I don't know if you know it off the top of your head. If you do, please share. Uh, if you don't, it's uh, almost an unfair question I'm asking you. Um, how often were the Eagles in zone coverage this year? Do you know the percentage of snaps as compared to press coverage that they were in? Uh, I think we all acknowledge and know that they were in zone more than press, but do you have a guess as to what the numeric percentage? Um, I can, was? I can, I can find out. And probably not. I mean, they were in zone a lot, but not as much as people think. They they started playing more uh, man later in the season. Um, so I can give, get give it your best guessimate off the top of your head, and then if you can, uh, if you know I'd how say, to look it up, where to look it up. 60 40 60 40 uh, yeah, yeah. i would i would i would guess slightly higher than that don't know if i'd get up to 70 10 but more like uh two-thirds one-third um which is just a couple percentage points different but when you're talking about how many plays do they run on defense over the course of a year um 16 games 60 plays thousand yeah, plays 70 plays 17 games yeah and the playoff game yeah although so they didn't per- really play the 17th game right <laughs> a percentage point actually adds up to something uh when you're playing a thousand snaps um so i i think it was i would think a little bit more on the zone side than it was here's the question you really have to ask howie rosen's got to a- ask an answer how much more are they going to play press coverage this year? Was Jonathan Gannon's leaning towards zone because he believes more in zone or the defense that they had, the players that they had, the results that they had, and you're saying you think he played more press in the second half. I would guess that if that's the case, it's just slight uh, because they had established the fact that they don't get sacks. Uh, at that point, you say, well, wait a minute, we got to play more zone because we're not. If we could get to the quarterback and get the ball out of the quarterback's hands that quickly and be able to cover. Um, do you think Jonathan Gannon is uh, licking his chops that he's going to be able to play more press coverage on the outside this year because they're going to get more pressure on the quarterback up front? I've been told this a bunch of times and the, the numbers, and I hesitate to give this number, Jody, 71.6% of pass attempts. The Eagles were in zone seventh highest rate in the NFL. Um, and they played mostly cover three, but here's the thing. And this is why I don't like that particular statistic. There's so much mixing and matching of coverage. And and some of it is, you know, it looks like cover three to the naked eye. They used a lot of cover three last year. And, you know, they're playing mix and match. They're playing uh, zone and, 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 and man in the same defense. A lot of times Slay would be responsible for, you know, man coverage and everybody else would be playing zone. So, you know, they're going to put that in the zone category. So that's number one. But the biggest issue with the Eagles in coverage, and I've been told this numerous times from the coordinator himself on down, um, they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't get the run fits. They had to devote eight to, to stop the run. That's where Jordan Davis comes in. Like Jordan Davis, 
is the player the type of player that they wanted? I talked about it on this show ad nauseum. Zero, one technique. There's a reason I predicted they were going to trade up to, to get him. I knew they wanted this particular player, this style of player. And I even mentioned the kid from UConn that they couldn't get him because they wanted this type of player. And they even signed Noah Elise as an undrafted free agent who's also that type of player because they want a backup in case anything happens to to Jordan Davis. Um, The thought is, you know, the domino effect from being able to stop the run without bringing safeties down, uh, putting eight men in the box, enables you to do more things on the back end as far as coverage. Now, as far as Jonathan Gannon goes, if you give him Jalen Ramsey opposite Darius Slay, he's going to play more man. If you give him um, a rookie or essentially a first-year starter, like Zach McPherson would gonna be, is going to be right now if they had to play a game, he's going to play more zone. Um, but as far as what he wants to play, the 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 if if Jordan Davis is what the Eagles believe he is, they're going to play more man coverage than they did last year. But that's because they'll be able to stop the run, yes, yeah, and they'll be able to do more things in coverage. That now you're talking about shrinking the percentage significantly. Because how much do you think Jordan Davis is going to play? He's going to play at least for the first half of the season, and maybe the entire season. He's going to be playing on running downs. I agree so, with that. But here's the thing, Jody, and we say the same thing with Georgia. You know, how do you, how do you accumulate statistics at Georgia when you're off the field in three plays? Right. Well, if a third and nine is better than third and two, and you can do a lot more things on third and nine, and if, if Jordan Davis helps you stop the run on first down, and, you know, teams are going to throw it. But we know, in general, this is just the philosophy, the thesis, so to speak. If you're facing third and seven, third and eight, third and 12 versus third and two all the time, you're in good shape. And Jordan Davis isn't on the field, but he's impacted on third down, but he's impacted the game. He's impacted the game by being on the field in, in so the first third, third and seven. What kind of defense are the Eagles in? They're going to be in nickel, but, um, you know. No, I'm, I'm talking zone or press. Well, that depends on the quarterback and the time. And, you know, if you if you have a, a young quarterback, you're more likely to be in zone. If you have a, a, a veteran quarter a quarterback and you have players that can play man, you're going to play more man. Um, so that always depends. And that's – Jonathan says it all the time, and he gets a lot of crap for it. But it, it, it really is week to week with him. It really is. He's not lying. So uh, the opposing team's quarterback will more dictate it than Jordan than Jordan Davis will. No, well, play no, I'm saying you're saying who? What are they in on third and seven? Right. You know how do you get the well, third? Well, Jordan and Davis seven? has done his job to get them yes. into third and seven. He's probably not going to be on the field much on third and seven. So what's going to make that call? The other team's quarterback. So Jordan Davis may have put you in a specific direction, but at the at the end, it's going to come down to the coordinator and what he thinks best works for him down the distance. 
but you're telling me, and you got to take in the other team's yeah. uh, qualities yeah. and styles because, as well. Because, you know, quarterbacks, young quarterbacks are, are more likely to make mistakes. And if you're comfortable enough that your pass rush is going to get home and you can play zone coverage and a young quarterback overthrows the football, well, it's going the other way. Whereas veteran quarterbacks are not likely to make that mistake. So everything, there's so many different things that factor into it. But the biggest part of, of their inability to stop the run last year impacted the coverages they used. And, you know, the philosophy of they wanted to limit big plays, no question about it. That's a big part of it as well. And my point is, go get uh, Bradbury now. Don't wait. Get a little aggressive. Be a little proactive rather than reactive. Howie, we know you love to cut the good deal. And uh, like John likes to say, win every trade. It could be win every trade and or win every signing. Howie, you don't have to, as long as you don't lose this one, you don't have to have a, uh, a pinfall to win this one. Add the player. You could help the Eagles a lot. All right, timeout coming. When we return, our pal from NJ.com. Les Bowen's going to jump aboard. He, too, being outside. John, you and I are stuck. I yeah, never man. mind being here yeah. at Oceans, but uh, truth be told, you know, we're not really outside. Both of our guests are getting some outside time in. It's a we'll nice day. Outdoors, Les Bowen. He's next here on Birds 365. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, I fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. 
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. You got your bird 65 boys. John McMullen, Jody McDonald, joined by another one of our faves. He's lounging. He's relaxing. He's chillaxing, as a matter of fact, on a nice uh, May day here in the Delaware Valley. Let's Bowen. Where are you doing your spot from, Bowen? I'm on the screened-in back porch here in uh, my palatial estate in South Jersey. And, uh, got the garage back there. I, w- I was wondering if you were down in, in, in North Carolina. I was, no, I, I was, was last week uh, with my mom, but uh, I'm back now. So. All right, yeah. yeah. Beautiful South Jersey. As we're yeah, here. it is and, nice here. It really is. Yeah. Uh, Jody's a Marlton guy. I'm a Stratford guy. Les, you're, uh, do you want people to know? I know. Oh, what sure. I'm in Haddon Township, and right in Township, Haddon Field, yes. uh, kind of right in the, right in the uh, borderline between Haddon Township and yes. Haddon Field. The uh, PJ uh, Willihan, so I'll give them a uh, free plug. There you go. Yeah. Do a little pickup at PJ Willihan. <laughs> Too many free plugs today, Les. You guys have a lot of uh, commercials. I was yes. really, I, you're, you're yeah. raking in the dough there. Yeah. Well, somebody's Jody, raking in the yeah, dough. Jody yeah. and I are. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not exactly sure who that is, but yeah. I, hey, Les, we haven't had you on since the draft. Like everybody okay. else, we gave ours, we need yours. Howie Roseman's draft, heavy on the quantity, a little less on the quality, moved up aggressively, got their guy to play nose tackle, got their superstar wide receiver, but only five draft picks. Uh, Grade for Howie Roseman for the job he did draft weekend in upgrading the Eagles' talent on their roster. Well, I always hate these grades because we have no idea, but B, B plus, I, I didn't like the idea of ending up with five players. You mentioned that. Uh, and again, he didn't get a corner, which uh, I know you guys were talking about Bradbury right before I came on, but two years in a row, I would have laid heavy money on the Eagles getting a corner sometime in the first two days of the draft. Yeah. Hasn't happened either year. Uh, I'm at a loss now. It's been, uh, I think uh, 2015 was the last time they spent a second round pick on a corner. And that was a guy that was Eric Rowe that was playing for the other team by the time they got to the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, 20, 2002 was the last time they took a corner in the first round, which was Lito Shepard. Uh, I, I don't disagree with necessarily with anything they did. Uh, their explanation on Cam Jurgens instead of a corner in the second round was that they had him rated much higher than any of the corners that were left. Uh, and I guess I can accept that. You don't want to force a position. You know, that's how you you miss great players. But <clears throat> had they not made all had to make all those trades the first day to move up for Jordan Davis and then to get uh, – 
uh, Brown, they would have had some ammunition to move up in the second round, the second day, and maybe they could have gotten a corner, you know. Um, I, I think that's a huge uh, – that's the only reason I wouldn't give him an A. I mean, I liked a lot of the things. I don't have anything against any of the guys they drafted. I think, you know, they did some interesting and, and pretty solid things there. Getting to Kobe Dean, I think, uh, you know, was tremendous in the third round. But no corner. They're – the one real corner they have on their roster that, you know, we know can play in the NFL is, is 30 years old, Darius Slay. Uh, I think this is a problem going forward, frankly. Yeah, I, it, and you're right, Les. I know we were all perplexed last year with Zach McPherson in the fourth round, and then the Eagles were acting like, no, we're good with, with Zach McPherson. Um, and then two days, I think it was two days before training camp, Steve Nelson showed up and was, you know, first team drill starting corner and basically never left. So I find it very hard. They're going to go into a season and say, it's your job, Zach McPherson, or it's your job, Tate Gowan. What they do have though, is numbers at corner. They have a whole bunch of bodies. Uh, so a whole bunch of darts where safety, they don't have a whole bunch of bodies. It's, it's Anthony Harris. It's Marcus Epps. You can argue Kayvon Wallace, Howie Roseman brings up Andre Sachere, but yeah. he's a special teams player. They brought in Reed Blankenship as an undrafted free agent. They don't even have darts at safety. Should be, should we be more concerned about safety than cornerback even. You know, I haven't been because they brought back Harris and I think Epps is really pretty decent, but you're right. The depth isn't there. It's, but you can pick up, I think you can pick up backup safeties that aren't bad or easier than you can pick up somebody who's going to be a starting corner, you know? Um, But yeah, that's, that's something they still need to work on as well. And I think they will as, as they move forward here. Uh, the numbers at corner, they, they do have some guys. They keep saying they really like these guys that they have, you know, that they picked up the odds and ends that they picked up here and there. And some of them do have interesting backstories, you know, guys that maybe weren't high draft picks because they set out a COVID year and then went into the draft or something like that. You know, there's it's possible that they'll mine some gold nugget out of that. But I would much rather have a known quantity there. Les, I think we all realize that the Eagles want to throw the ball more this year. If they mm-hmm. didn't, they wouldn't have gotten gone out and gotten A.J. Brown and paid what it costs to get him and what it costs to sign him. So we know they want to throw the ball that much more this upcoming year. Easier said than done. Just got to call the plays and believe in your guys. Uh, stretch of faith. Um, their actions do speak louder than they, than their words will, um, but at some point they're actually going to have to pull the trigger on the field. Is this what the head coach would prefer to do, or do you think he uh, is tempted by the success he had last year at running the football as often as they did? I, I think it's what he wants to do, and I think that's what everybody wants to do in the NFL. You know, you don't you want to score points. Uh, you want to score points quickly. Um, you know, you need to have a, a pass-based offense. 
to really win, to win big in the NFL. The, the variable is Jalen Hurts. I mean, they have everything else. They have an offensive line that ought to protect. They have plenty of receivers, plenty of weapons. Uh, do they have a quarterback who can make that work? You know, they tried to do it early last season, and you know, after the opener, it was not working. Uh, and they, that's why they shifted to more of a run-based uh, offense. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll, we'll see what they end up doing. But definitely with A.J. Brown, you want to get the ball to him. And you want Devontae Smith in his second year. You want to see progress from him and Dallas Goddard. And, you know, you've, you've got uh, – that's where your money is right there. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so yeah that's, that's where you want to go. Does it help at least a little bit less that AJ comes from an offense that was also run heavy? Well, you know, arguably the only more yeah. run heavy offense in the Eagles, at least when Derrick Henry's healthy. Um, so he's kind of used to being right. a good receiver that probably doesn't get the ball as much as he should. Is that is that helpful at a position where, let's face it, if you look around the rest of the league? There's a lot of divas. It's a selfish position, I'd like to call it. Everybody wants the football. Right. AJ yeah, Brown's that's used a to very it. good point, John. I, I think that is uh, one of the things that attracted them here is that he does understand, you know, that he's played with a quarterback who isn't, you know, Matt Stafford or uh, Aaron Rodgers or you know, it's he kind of. I think he kind of gets the whole deal. And I hope he does anyway. And, uh, you know, that his first year with Jalen Hurts is probably going to be a little up and down. You know, they don't really I mean, they're friends and they've worked out together yeah. and all that. But, you know, they haven't really played that much. Uh, they haven't played any together. And and Jalen Hurts is, is very much a work in progress. He's probably the well, he is the biggest variable uh, going into this Eagles season. The biggest reason. I mean, if you if you were if you could guarantee me that Jalen Hurts would be in the conversation for the Pro Bowl this year and that he would be he would take a solid step upward from last season, I would probably guarantee you that the Eagles would make the playoffs again and probably with a better record than last year. But, you know, we don't have that guarantee. Les, do your wind chimes on your palatial estate ring when you're accurate or when you're inaccurate that's when, you, when you're I making think, the correct uh, point do we hear the wind chimes or when you're off base is that that when the wind chimes how is the I wind think, depicting what les bowen is telling us here on birds 365 i think every time the wind chimes uh chime a cornerback gets his wings yeah, yeah. at first i thought it was mr salty coming around the neighborhood a Darn, little bit yeah. early no, that's that's always uh, the mulberry bush. You get, that's the only song they have on that truck. You, know, you get real tired of it quickly. Little little early for Mister Softy. I hey, I'll yes. go by noon, but nine thirty five. I can't go Mister Softy just yet. I uh, Nicobe Dean fell to the Eagles mm -hmm. in the second round of the draft, a uh, third round of the draft. Excuse me. Yes. Um, I think it could be the steal of the draft a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. Um, Edwards did a nice job for this team last year. John and I debate this a little bit. Oh. I think Dean is going to become their starting middle linebacker, and they're going to have to move it. Edwards a little bit. I think he's going to be on the field about 80% of the time this year. He is hmm. proclaiming his health. He says the pec thing is no problems. We know he's had knee injuries before. 
I'm yeah. crossing my fingers he doesn't have him this year. It, 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 does he have a chance to be the biggest contributor for the Eagles rookie-wise this upcoming season? Ha, huh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, because Jordan Davis will be playing in a rotation and Cam Jurgens isn't going to start probably, that's, a, that's an interesting thought. Uh, I, yeah, he does. I wouldn't throw out T.J. Edwards, though. I, I think what I, I imagine, and this is just me speculating, is that we're going to see situational defense. We're going to see, you know, if it's third and one, it's going to be T.J. Edwards. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of moving back and forth, uh, maybe like a 5-2 or something like that, getting edge rushers. Uh, maybe N'Kobe Dean rushes a little bit. You know, he's good at that. Um, maybe they blitz a little more with N'Kobe Dean. Um, I don't know exactly what his role is going to be. Um, I don't know if he can stay healthy, which I suspect is probably why he dropped to the third round with his size and, and the physical way he plays. I think maybe teams were sort of, yeah, you know, he's, he's a good player, but how often are you going to have him available? Is he going to have a long career? You know, those kinds of things. So I don't know if you want him to play 80% of your snaps. I think he might get kind of worn down if he did that. But, um, I, I, yeah, I, there's a decent chance he's the he's the impact rookie. That's a good good thought. Uh, let me whittle it down to third and seven, less. So it's okay. third and seven. You kind of know. The reason why I'm doing that is, you can still run the ball, you know, if you put dime out there, if you go completely, you know, you can run the ball, you can draw, you can pick up a first down. So you're going to want two linebackers on the field in, in nickel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one has got to be Kaiser White because he's the, the hybrid yeah. safety sort of coverage player. Then in that type of situation, do you think, Third and seven, week one, it's going to be N'Kobe Dean or it's going to be more of a ramp-up process. And let's use TJ first. If if, if, if N'Kobe proves himself, maybe second half of the season, we'll see more N'Kobe Dean. Yeah, it's going to be somebody that understands the defense really well, and I think yeah. that's going to be the key. We're going to have to go through training camp and and see how, you know, N'Kobe Dean's uh, learning process works and – and things like that. It's really impossible to say. You're right about Kazir White, but you know, we've gone through this a few times with the Eagles where they've drafted, or they've not drafted, but they've gone out and gotten a linebacker yeah, in the offseason, yeah. and we thought, this will be the guy. And then, you know, <laughs> September comes, and it's like, yeah, well, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not really paying Kazir White, you know? Uh, I hope he turns out to be, you know, what they signed him to be, but it's entirely possible that uh, – you know, uh, Davion Taylor or somebody like that is going to end up being the, the other linebacker. I don't know. I mean, we're a long way from making those. I know we. it's fun to talk about right yeah. now, and I don't mind talking about it. But reality, you know, there's many bridges to cross here. Russ, John gave you a very specific situation. I'm going to do the same. He went week one, third down and seven. I'm going week ten. Before the game ever starts, <laughs> the Washington Commanders are coming down, coming oh. into town to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. And let's say the Eagles defense gets announced, which means the Washington yeah. offense gets announced. 
which means Carson Wentz will be introduced and run out of the tunnel for the Washington yeah. Commanders. Give me the percentage breakdown, booze to cheers, when Carson Wentz's name blasts through the PA at Lincoln Financial Field. Oh, I'm going to say 70% booze. I think at this point, people are really down on Carson. Uh, when he left, I don't think it was nearly as high. But I really think what happened in Indianapolis last year has further, uh, you know, sullied his image here, um, even though it worked out well for the Eagles in getting the, the first round pick. Yeah, they should be happy. Yeah, well. yeah but that's not how fans <laughs> I think, know, you know, I know. The fans are thinking, this cements it, this guy's a bum, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, if you really ask me what to predict what's going to happen, is Carson Wentz going to be ha healthy by that That's point? what I said. I said yeah. it's very unlikely that if he is healthy, he might be yeah. benched as well. you got to throw right. that in. I This is going to be fascinating to me. Uh, somebody said yesterday, you know, this is his last chance to prove he's a starting quarterback. I think that's certainly true. You know, after this, he becomes a guy that kind of roams around and, you know, you bring him in with another guy and you hope you can get through a season or something. Uh, but maybe he makes it work here. You know, it was working at times in Indianapolis. And then they had that horrendous finish. And that just killed everything. I think with a lot of owners and a lot of teams, he would have gotten another chance. But uh, I think Jim Irsay was so disappointed in him off the field with the vaccine thing uh, that really kind of was the start of the problems they had down the stretch uh, when he, you know, got COVID and, and uh, had a horrible game, uh, even though he was cleared. Um, you know, I think a lot of places they'd still be hoping that he came through this year in Indianapolis, but Ursay uh, got him right out of there. And now he's kind of yucky, like, Everyone is saying he's kind of on his last uh, last go round as a starting quarterback. I don't think Washington's going to be that good. He has a really good receiver in Terry McLaurin, but yeah. I, it's not a team. He hasn't shown since 2017 that he could really elevate a team, and that that team's going to need elevating, frankly. Now, week four, I believe, Doug Peterson returns to Lincoln Financial yeah. Field. Now, that's going to be all love, right? Last, oh, nobody's yes. Nobody's booing Doug Peterson. Nobody's booing Doug. No, no, no. That's, uh, yeah. You know, he's, uh, he won the Super Bowl for this franchise. The only coach to well, ever do Howie, Howie and Jeffrey might disagree with you, but yeah, I, but, I agree know. with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, nobody's going to boo Doug Peterson. And the fact that it's, probably a game the Eagles should win is going to, you know, there won't be a lot of animosity around that whole situation. Now, what if the Jag Jaguars upset the Eagles? We're all talking about this Eagles schedule. They're yeah. going to start 4-0. It's easy, right. uh, which I don't believe they're going to lose one of those. There, yeah, games. there's no way they're going to start 4-0. Yeah. I'll tell you that they're right They're going to lose to Minnesota or Carson Wentz at Washington. That yeah. would be my guess. But if it's Jacksonville? And God forbid it's two and two. Well, yeah. how much how much heat is Nick Sirianni getting if he loses to Doug Peterson in, in the Jags? A lot, a lot. Because <laughs> then you're heading into a tougher stretch of the schedule. I don't have it right in front of me, but you got Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Dallas. Got yeah. Dallas. Yeah. You know, it's 
Um, yeah, you know, it's you got to get off to a three and one start with the schedule they have. I think uh, you're. I, I would say you're looking to have ten or eleven wins this year. I mean, I think that's a reasonable expectation if they find a corner somewhere. Um, you know, I and yeah, it, two and two would be a bad start. Uh, and there'd be some heat on a lot of people, probably Jalen Hurts, probably Nick Sirianni. Uh, it'd, it'd get real interesting if this season didn't turn out to be what we're thinking it will be right now. All right, let's, the, uh, let's track the owner, since John broached his name, Jeff Lorry. Yeah. Two years ago, Lorry said on the day that they announced that Doug Peterson would not be back as the head coach of the Eagles, that the Eagles were going into – a transitional period. Mm-hmm. Pretty good for a transitional period to have a winning record and to make the playoffs. So the transitional year went well. This year, when we heard from the owner, he said, we're trying to serve two masters. Both yeah. get better right away, but also have an eye on the future that we want to stay good for a period right. of time. With what Howie Roseman has done this year to this point, have they achieved their goal? Have they done both, gotten better for 2022, but also kept an eye enough on the future that this team should be a playoff contender for the next several years to come? I think they're moving in that direction. I don't think that's proven yet that they're going to be a playoff contender for years to come. A lot of that depends on the quarterback, Jody, whether they have a quarterback or not. You know, um, But you see, like the move that I criticized, the Cam Jurgens move, that's a future move. You know, and Jason Kelsey says, yeah, this is the guy. This is the best college center I've seen in the last five years. And Jason Kelsey, I'm going to say knows these things, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have. And and on defense, you know, they've gotten looking at their defense a year ago. I was like, holy crap. They're they're not very good and they're old. You know, Um, they have brought in younger talent. It's not done yet. They still need more young talent on that defense. Uh, especially a starting corner, but uh, you know, it's, it's getting there. I, I think, you know, you can't really criticize too much anything they've really done the last two years. They haven't drafted a, you know, a Jalen Rager or, a, you know, they haven't done anything horrendous. Uh, uh, they, they're moving forward. It's just, they're, they're a long way from the finish line. Uh, I still say, but you know, they're moving forward. Now, with the Camp Jurgens pick, Les, the what the Eagles would argue, and you know, part of it, go back to 2020 when they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. People called that a luxury pick. Now, that's a little bit disingenuous because you know, part of the reason Carson Wentz, and we can debate percentages, but fell into a funk had to do with the Eagles drafting Jalen right. Hurts, but he turned out to be anything but a luxury. And I'm talking about Jalen. Last year, it was Landon Dickerson. Everyone said, what are you drafting Landon Dickerson? He's hurt. He's a luxury. And all of a sudden, he's needed. Now he's entrenched as the left guard of the future. And now people this year are saying Cam Jurgens is a luxury, and I understand why. But today's luxury turns into tomorrow's necessity pretty quickly yeah. in this league. Yeah, that's true. And, you know. Jason Kelsey seems to be laying some breadcrumbs that this really might be it. Right. Um, I think it is. Yeah. I I don't think there's any, I I think he's made it pretty clear, but yeah, go ahead. um, So 
if that's the case, it's probably not a luxury. Are the Eagles taking a little bit too many knocks for, for the jam camp Jurgens pick, especially when you see what happened with Jalen Hurts and, and Landon Dickerson in prior years? Yeah, I, I didn't, you know, it's not the worst thing that ever happened. I'm just saying they needed a corner, you know, uh, and I, yeah. that's a, to start this year. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, if their evaluation of Cam Jurgens is correct, you can't really criticize drafting a starting center. There was a time during the Andy Reid years, uh, position valuations change. Under Andy Reid, the center was kind of an afterthought. Hank Fraley, you know, knocked around. He'd been with the Steelers and he came here. He was no, he was just a guy they created, you know. Uh, Jamal Jackson was uh, uh, undrafted dude that they kind of built into a center. That's kind of not the way it's gone since Kelsey took over. And during the Kelly, Peterson, Sirianni regimes, I think what they've been telling us is, you know, center's pretty important to us in the way we're doing things now. Uh, the leadership, the, you know, they, they have the center call out the protections and, the, you know, who the mic is and all that. And, you know, it's I guess it's a more you don't draft one in the first round, but you can certainly uh you know, countenance drafting one in the second round, even though Kelsey was a sixth round pick, you can't yeah. count on that. You know, you no, can't count on no, getting no. A, a, an all time great in the sixth round. So I don't lambaste them for doing that. I'm just saying in a perfect world, that would have been a good spot to get a corner. <laughs> all right. Let me uh, be a good team player here. Um, since where we talked about, we're all South Jersey guys and where we all call home and are broadcasting from right now. John's a little further south than you are less. Mm -hmm. So for the Giants and the Eagles this year, carpooling you and McMullen, he picks <laughs> you up because it's on the way, but you got to pick him up on the way down to Washington since he's that south of fair. you when you go yeah. that way. Can you guys work that out? Save everybody a couple dollars. <laughs> well, we we meet at the Delaware, the Delaware rest stop. That's, right. that's the key yes. move. Going First stop or second stop. Yeah. It depends on, you know, who wants to do what. But, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's usually the way Washington works. Sometimes uh, going north, you'd meet it, like, right before you get on the turnpike there, like there's a Bob Evans. And some yeah. Other stop Mount there. Laurel, yeah. Lot to, to meet at there. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Bob Evans in Mount Laurel has got some of the best breakfast on the face of the planet. That's good coffee. We were talking about coffee. Yeah. That Bob Evans coffee is 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 rock solid, Jody. Oh, they got But the key carpool back in my Flyers days, if you had to go to Uniondale, you definitely Ooh. wanted people with you on Ooh. that because that was a yeah. miserable Oh, that's you might as well go to Ohio. You got yeah. a better chance of getting yeah. there sooner. Oh, yeah, Long now Island. Now you are bad mouth yeah. in Long Island. MJF's gonna get a hold of you. Uh, nothing McCall. wrong with yeah. Long Island. Be bad no. Long yeah. Island. When you get there, nothing wrong with Long Island. But it's, it's the Belt Parkway. Yes, yeah, it's impossible. I, that I'm you're, you're talking to a guy who was on the Belt Parkway six days a week for five years. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to tell me about the Belt Parkway. Yeah. Uh, hey, glad you got outside. Last year got it better than us. Uh, your wind chimes added Great to the entertainment yes. value today. Thank you very much for that.
Uh, we'll certainly get back with you again in a couple of weeks. And at Jake.com, read less, new less. Yes. That's how he likes to call them, new less at NJ.com. Follow yes. him online at Twitter at Les Bowen. Thanks, Les. guys. Thank you. That's Les Bowen here with us on uh, Birds 365. You did pick up on the wind chimes in the background, right, John? Oh, yeah. I, I At first, I thought it was, and then I looked, I forgot what time we're on in the morning. I thought it was, I said, that's too early for Mr. Salty, but then, then I figured out it was the wind chimes. I thought maybe there was someone accompanying Les, playing the piano just off camera to make his points yeah. uh, stick out even more. Uh, no, wind chimes at their best in Haddon Township. All right, Jody McDonald, John McMullen, the Mac and Mac guys coming back. We need to put a bow on the show. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. We're uh, pushing the limit here, running out of time on Birds 365. 
again, thank our two guests, Les Bowen and John Barchard, for hopping on. And J-Mac, um, I don't do this often, and I'm kind of the the point guard of the show, so this would be on me. So if anybody gets ticked off that we don't do this, don't get mad at John, get mad at me. Uh, we have these uh, streams on our screen every single day. I read them. Some of them truly entertain me. I got to give them their props because they converse amongst themselves that they don't necessarily converse with you and I. They have their own running conversation, which is cool. I enjoy it. And it's fun to read. We just don't reference it much on the air. Our buddy Sills later in the day uses it a lot more than we do because he's doing the show by himself. So he's got to talk to somebody. So he talks <laughs> to the streamers. You and I at least have each other to talk to. Yeah. So I don't lean on the stream as much as some of the other Jacob Media shows do. Uh, but I just got to note two guys today on the stream. Daz Deals, who's a uh, solid, almost always here every day, not only uh, streaming in, but commenting and jumping on the stream as well. He is an unrepentant Carson Wentz fan. And whenever we reference Carson Wentz, he comes to the defense of Carson Wentz. I used to be like Daz Deals, and then Carson did what he did. He went bad. He forced his way out of town. He choked for the Colts last year. I'm not sure how you can continue to defend him, but Daz Deal does. So I, I give him credit for his stick to itiveness. I think he's kind of uh, got his Wentz colored glasses on and blinders needs to open up a little bit to see the big picture of Carson Wentz. But that is going to be fun, J-Mac, J when we get there. The fact that Carson Wentz... If we Wentz get there. Against if we get the there. Well, now, we'll, we'll get, get there you week three. You think he's going to be hurt by week three? No, we'll get there week three, but that's in Washington. Yes. I don't know if we're going to get there at Lincoln Financial Field. That's more questionable, which is a little bit disappointing. And Les Bowen went 70-30. I'm 90-10. Yeah, I'm with you. I got that wrong. I was trying to get Parshard bar up, and I wasn't. And I was thinking about guys coming back after their careers for whatever reason in my right. head. And yep. then I think Philadelphia has gotten a bad rap. I think they've, they've been very respectful of people coming back after their careers. After. And yeah, after. You're right. And then I'm thinking, no, they're going to boo the hell out of him. He's in his career. Um, and then I, Ben Simmons came up and, like, you know, he's going to get miserably booed um, probably even after his career. So that's not even fair. Um, you know, I do think after his career, if Carson comes back for whatever – and, and certainly will for celebrations of Super Bowl championships down the line. Um, I think then people will be very respectful. Uh, but yeah, this year, yeah, no, 90 10. I'm with you. I got John, that one wrong. I, I have told this story on the air on radio, the radio side, so many times. People are probably tired of hearing it. I mentioned it earlier on this show. It's 30 years ago that this happened, but I was relatively new to Philadelphia. And Philly had this reputation of being such a tough town. And uh, I, I specifically said, I'm going down. I got a press pass. I wasn't a fully accredited Eagle Beat guy, but I got a press pass. That I wanted to be in the house the day Reggie White came back to town because he's one of the greatest players in the history of the National Football League, one of the greatest players to ever wear a, an Eagle uniform. Uh, never was offered a contract by Norman Brayman, the owner of the Eagles. It wasn't like the Eagles lowballed him. They no-balled him. They didn't even give him an offer. 
So he ended up with Green Bay, and sure enough, the Packers came back to uh, the Vets the first half of the season. I want to say it was an October game. I can't remember the exact, exact date. might have been late September, but I think it was October. And it was two to one boost to cheers for Reggie White. <laughs> so I said that to me shows the way Philadelphia fans do their bit. They root for the uniform. Well, Who as, could as be they more should. beloved than Reggie White. As they should. And more fans booed him than cheered him here. That's what it's all about. It's about uh, the, the uniform rooting for the laundry. Carson Wentz is coming in in maroon. He will be booed unmercifully. Yeah. Um, great Jerry Seinfeld joke. Yeah. You're, you're rooting for laundry. You're yes. not rooting for players and, uh, you're right. You're, you're a hundred percent right. After the career, things will change. Typically change, not always, but typically, um, yeah. I do think though, you go back to Reggie White, Reggie White's era. I do think things have softened a bit since Reggie White's era. Like, those fans were vicious. I don't think they're as vicious as, as they were back then. You know, and you know what I think has something to do with that? The stadium. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. The, yeah. vet, the vet was a tough place. Yeah. You needed to be a tough fan to occupy the vet. Yeah. The link is still tough. It's a, I think it's a yeah. good home field advantage for the Eagles. <clears throat> not as nasty or tough a crowd as no. it used to be in the no. vet. So on that, we will agree. Uh, on that, we also mark the fact that we are out of time. Uh, John McMullen, I'm ready to come back 22 hours from now. Are you? I am ready to do it. Nice day. I got to get outside. Uh, Les Bowen just showed me that. If you're going outside, have a good day outside. If you stay right here, you know what's coming up next. Got a full lineup of great shows all day long here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And then you get Mac and Mac again in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.